Good evening, sports world. What is happening? Chris Dell here, co-host of Go Baller FFS and the Family Feud Sports Podcast, here to bring you our weekly Go Baller FFS Quick Rants podcast, ranting about all things NBA, including trades, trade rumors, and all types of speculation going on before the trade deadline in the National Basketball Association. Sitting here with my co-host slash father, a.k.a. The Godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, and here to answer our last call in from Chris K about the Blake Griffin trade and who was the winner between the Detroit Pistons and the Los Angeles Clippers in a blockbuster deal that sent former number one overall pick Blake Griffin from the Clippers to the Pistons for a first round pick, a second round pick, not to mention Tobias Harris, who was a borderline all star -star player this year, as well as Avery Bradley, Boban Marjanovic. And just right before we jump into this segment here, breaking down the trade grades and our, our opinions of these of this trade here, here that went down, want to pay condolences and say rest in peace to Rasul Butler, NBA veteran, who's reported that him and his wife was killed in a were killed in a car crash in Los Angeles. We just wanted to say that Rasul Butler is a you know veteran that I've seen play over many many years. Was a, a great shooter, helped a lot of teams and franchises, whether it was the Miami Heat, San Antonio Spurs. Overall average seven and a half points, two and a half rebounds over 13 seasons for eight different teams in the league. Rest in peace to Mr. Rasul Butler and his and condolences to his family and just all things NBA we love. So we appreciate and respect every single player who's ever touched the floor in the NBA. So without further ado, Mr. Allen Dell, getting into some basketball on the court. What is your breakdown? Who do you think won the trade between the Detroit Pistons and the Los Angeles Clippers in this big deal here? Well, before I get into that, let's say who's worried most, and it's Stan Van Gundy. He panicked. His job is on the line, the head coach, president of the Detroit Pistons. He's been there four years. He has basically nothing to show for it, and this was, I think, do or die for him. I think his job was on his line. His seat was burning up in that 100-degree temperature range, so he decided, hey, I'm going to take a chance. Good luck to him. Uh, If you look at the numbers, Blake Griffin's Griffin's number one problem is his health. I can't remember the last time he got through a season healthy. And uh, they gave away a lot. So uh, everything's on Blake Griffin's health. I don't know. If I have to pick a winner in this one, I, I go with the Clippers. All right. So I'll say, I mean, that's that's what a lot of people are saying. It seems like that's the general consensus. When it, when the trade first went down, what, yesterday, I mean, I, I was shocked when you told me about it personally because I didn't think Blake Griffin was on the market. People are always talking about DeAndre Jordan being traded. They're talking about Lou Williams now. And both those guys could still be traded from the Clippers before it's all said and done. But you look at the Pistons, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say Stan Van Gundy was panicking and his seat is hot because they're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. I mean, they won their last game last night. But, um, you know, this is a team that really needs help. They started out the season hot, and they've completely faded since then. Andre Drummond just became an all-star replacement, so no one else really besides him to build around. Blake Griffin is a guy I feel you still can build around, and, and you add the four and the five with him. I mean, the Pistons got the best player in this deal, hands down. If he's healthy. If he's healthy, which he has been. I mean, he has been healthy this season, and Blake Griffin's been a part of some pretty damn good teams. They, you know, They've won 50-plus games regularly when he's been there in Los Angeles with the Clippers, him and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and, and the lob city that they created there. So yeah. I give the edge to the Pistons in, the, in this trade, well, even though the Clippers did get first and second round picks out of this deal yeah you have to look at the goals of each team this is the end of lob city jerry west is behind it this uh deandre jordan is going to be traded lou williams is going to be traded they're building for the future they want to pick up as many young guys like as they can pick up as many draft choices if they as they can 
So the, both these teams are headed in different directions. And that's another reason why I like the Clippers in this one because it's almost do or die for the Pistons. And if Griffin doesn't come through, and, and they're hurt, and they don't have a lot of depth on the Pistons. And well, they, they got a couple of key injuries. I mean, so, T- Tobias Harris, the guy, he was averaging over 18 points right. a game this season. Avery Bradley averaging 15 points a game. These are two guys that can start right away for the Los Angeles Clippers. And, and yeah, they're not going to tank the season, but they're definitely going to have to rebuild at some point and bring a franchise guy in there. I mean, yeah. Gone are the days now where the Clippers are the best team in L.A. Yeah. I think the Lakers just passed them with this trade, losing yeah. a guy like Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's averaged over 20 points a game in all but one season in his career. That was his third season in the league. He averaged 18 points. So this season averaging a career high or second best season in scoring 22.6 out of a career high 24 he had a few years back averaging eight rebounds a game over five assists a game that's a career high for him so i think you give the edge to the pistons we'll break down a little more in our next segment sports world we'll be right back thanks for tuning in sports world to go baller ffs back with another segment of our nba quick rants podcast we're talking about debating the winner and loser of the trade between the Pistons and the Clippers this week. I say the Pistons won out, but in reality at the end of the day, I think both teams really won out in terms of where they're looking to go. I do think a healthy Blake Griffin next to a young, healthy Andre Drummond could be the best, one of the best front courts in the league. I mean, similar to Cousins and Anthony Davis, maybe not as talented on offense, especially considering, but Blake Griffin is an underrated passer, and as I mentioned, averaging a career high 5.4 assists per game this season. Uh, you know, Average over 10 rebounds a game in his first two seasons. That number's dipped. Obviously, DeAndre Jordan being there makes a difference. But uh, what are your grades overall looking at this trade? Uh, let's start off with the Detroit Pistons getting Blake, assuming he stays healthy. Or, or, or I guess that's part of it. What's your grade for the Pistons yeah. well, in this Well, you know, one thing, Andre Jordan is a better offensive player. Drummond. Than, Drummond is yeah. a better offensive player than DeAndre Jordan. So that that's a plus there for Blake Griffin. But all the pressure that's is on point. Detroit. This was a move, again, that Stan Van Gundy felt he had to make. Uh, and it's, it's, a lot, it's a high-risk move, and they don't have a lot of depth. So I'm going to give them a C-plus for this. Okay, so right. giving a C-plus to your boy Stan. How about how about the Clippers? What about your boy Doc? What well, kind of well, grades did well, he get here? Doc, Doc's not, I don't think had anything to do with this. This was Jerry West. And, again, they're building for the future, so it's hard to put a grade on that. But as far as the future goes, with the draft picks they, they got, uh, I'm going to give them a B. I'll give them a B because I think in the long run, this is going to pay off for them. Well, what's interesting about these two teams is that they're both number nine. The Pistons are the ninth seed right now in the Eastern Conference. The Clippers are the ninth seed in the Western Conference. Going into the season, I don't think either team had that high expectation. So will either of these teams, do you think, will make a playoff push for the eighth seed? Who does it help in the short term going into that? Well, wow, that's a tough call. I, they're, they're both fringe. The, the Pistons are two games behind the 76ers for the AC in the Eastern Conference right now. Clippers are a half game behind the Denver Nuggets. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the Pistons have a better chance to make that push, getting getting a guy like Blake Griffin to, to give them some extra oomph in the Eastern Conference, to say the least. Uh, I, I give the Pistons a B-plus in this trade. I think it could be considered an A if you look back in the next four or five years and Blake Griffin does stay healthy. He's never missed that many. I mean, He's missed parts of the seasons. He, he, I know he missed an entire season when he first got into the league, but other than that, he stayed relatively healthy, playing over 50, 60-plus games a season. If he can stay at at least that pace, I think the Pistons will be all right. They got Reggie Jackson coming back from an injury. He's a borderline all-star guard in the Eastern Conference as well. So, I mean, this is a team that I still I think can make some noise and turn things around. 
and compete with the Sixers for that eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Clippers, on the other hand, I think you're going to see a fire sale from these guys. They're going to get yeah, rid well, of Jordan. Yeah, like I said, they're going to get, get rid, rid of Lou Williams, Lou Williams yeah. DeAndre Jordan, and who knows what they're going to get in return. I mean, they, they can really stack some draft picks here and build towards it. I think in the long term, you got to look at the Clippers. I think I would also give them a B plus. I'd give this, this both teams the same grades. I think it's a win-win type of trade. I think it helps the Pistons in the short term, helps the Clippers in the long term overall. Well, you could be wrong in it if it's – Four years from now, we'll check the Kool-Aid that was, that was in whatever you were drinking. So, so your boy Blake Griffin, though, he's, he found out via Twitter, a little shocked and, and unhappy to say the least, learned about that from the only franchise and he's played for his entire career. How, how is he going to feel moving from L.A. to Detroit? I don't know many people that would want to make that move just on a cultural level. Well, so. he did He did go to college in Oklahoma, and I believe that's where he grew up, so, so in the Midwest, so a little bit used to the cold weather traveling, but... Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, and, uh, what Kendall Jenner and the Kardashian family is going to stay with them anymore. By the way, this. part of this trade for Detroit was fill up some of their seats because attendance has really been hurting in Detroit. If you watch any of the games on TV, half of the place is empty. So this will definitely create some interest, put some bodies in the seats, and that, that helps in that respect. And that's part of Van Gundy's job as president also. Touche to that. I, I think you look at the fact that Blake Griffin, I think, still can put people in the seats when it comes to people want to see the alley-oops. They want to see the high-flying dunks from him. He's not at his prime athletically as he was a few years back after some of these injuries, but he's still one of the most athletic players in the game. The guy can put up 30 to 40 points with the right amount of shots, and if he gets hot, and you look at their picks, uh, they're protected. So if the Pistons somehow get a pick one through four in 2018, 19, or 2020, those are protected. If it falls out Outside the top four, the Clippers will get that pick. Uh, in 2021, the pick is unprotected overall. So I, I agree with you. Time will only tell who is the real winner of this trade. But you look at the Clippers, they're stacking up assets, and they can get more picks, moving Lou Williams and DeAndre. So I think bright things to come for the Clippers in the future. We'll see how this all pans out for Detroit. And we'll be back talking about some more NBA trade speculation. So keeping in line here with NBA trade rumors, speculations, injury updates, et cetera, et cetera, as we get ready for All-Star Weekend in a few weeks after the Super Bowl is over, it's going to be all things NBA going forward for the rest of this year into the summer. That's for damn sure. Looking at Kevin Love, your boy, getting injured for the Cavaliers. Uh, experience a fractured left hand, fifth metacarpal injury during the first quarter of Tuesday's Cavaliers game in Detroit. And I mean... I know it's bad news for the Cleveland Cavaliers losing their second leading scorer, but maybe this opens up some offensive opportunities for your boy Isaiah Thomas. I don't know. You He's tell me, Mr. Allen. He's a waste. They want to get rid of him. You know what? I feel kind of good for Kevin Love. You don't want to see anybody get hurt, but this is going to get him away from all that drama, all that dysfunction that's going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So in, in, in retrospect, maybe it's good for him to get away from that stuff for a while. It was a, a want to get away commercial for yeah, Kevin Love. Yeah. How about one of those? I, why is he always being the, the one to point the finger at and to blame? And know, he's been the redheaded stepchild of the NBA ever since he left Minnesota for Cleveland. Why, why do you think that is? I'm not sure he's an easy target. He's he's not maybe that athletic, uh, great on offense. Defense is questionable. He doesn't have the ultra speed. But Isaiah Thomas is, is the albatross on that team right now. So, I'm, so uh, good for Kevin Love. He's hurt. You can't do anything about it. But he's away from all that drama. And by the way, the, the, uh, Isaiah Thomas wanted to check the x-rays because he's the one that said Kevin Love wasn't sick. 
when he missed that one game. So I'm wondering if, if Isaiah Thomas has the man in see the x-rays and wants to check Kevin Love's hand every day to make sure he can't play. And you, maybe he's going to demand that he sit on the bench. Too. Oh, you wonder if Isaiah Thomas's little guy on his shoulder was jumping for joy when he saw Kevin Love yeah. go out with the injury because it's going to give him a chance to step up and be what he thinks he is, the Kyrie Irving to LeBron James. But that's just not the case because he can't play defense worth a lick. I mean, look at the you, – you brought and I kind of downplayed it when you brought it up the other day is that – this could be the end of the Cavalier season. I said, what, for the playoffs? And you said, maybe. I mean, look, the Eastern Conference from the number three seed, which the Cavaliers own at this moment, on down, is really starting to get muddled. I mean, the Cavaliers are only six games out of the playoffs right now. So six games from being usurped by the Detroit Pistons, who we were talking about in the last two segments, this is a team that's only won three out of their last ten games. Uh, they got blown out by the Pistons last night. I mean, the Pistons put up 122 points without Avery Bradley or Tobias Harris in that lineup. So, I mean, how are things going to get better for the Cleveland Cavaliers? What are they going to do? Tar- fire Teron Liu, bring in some. They, they, they got to make some trades. Yeah, they, they might. They have to. Well, what a- Love might be, if he's back in uh, six weeks, he'll be back before the playoffs. So. Playoffs start first, second week in April. So yeah, well, they they got to fix their defense, and even if Kevin Love comes back, I don't think their defense is getting any better. I mean, this is a team that if you're going to rely on Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas to compliment LeBron James, you're looking at two guys that don't play defense well. So I mean, I, I think that's real problematic for the Cavaliers. Well, Kevin Love's a better shooter than Thomas, and he can rebound. He's averaging what 10, 11 rebounds a game. Kevin Love ha- having one heck of a season, putting up those numbers. That's for sure. I mean, a surefire All Star player this season. I don't think you can debate that in any way. And and keeping in line with injuries, uh, your New York Knicks are going to be playing Jabari Parker, who's missed over a year of basketball since tearing his, 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 his MCL or ACL, but one of those two, his ACL. Uh, his, his minutes count is going to be limited to 15 minutes in this game Friday night. But look, this is the second overall pick of the 2014 draft. Last year, average career highs, 20.1 points, 6.2 rebounds in 51 games. Uh, going back to a Bucks team that, that's in contention for possibly getting home court advantage in the first round in the East. So what, what do you think about Jabari's return? And then yet a little bit of Joe Kim Noah update to yeah, this as well. N- n- well, it doesn't look like Noah's going to be back with the Knicks. He had an argument and a practice with head coach Jeff Hornacek. It really got bad, people are saying. But here, this is another example of Hornacek not being able to evaluate talent. I, I saw Noah play in one game. The one game he had about nine or ten minutes, he really played good defense, made some nice, nice passes, and he's never gotten a chance since, since then. I don't understand uh, Hornacek's. He keeps Willie Hernan Gomez on the bench. He likes Cal, Kyle. O'Quinn, can't figure that one out. Can't figure Jared Jack in. You wonder why he lost the locker room in Phoenix when he was yeah. the head coach there. Oh, yeah, players saying, pretty much folks, revolted um, against them. Hornacek will get fired. Uh, he will not be coaching the next, next year. He could be fired at the All-Star break or just before the end of the season. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. What do you think about Jabari's return? Has he helped the Bucks get to that next level well, in the Eastern Conference? He's been out a long time, so he's going to be really rusty. So we'll see. They, they got some talented guys. Him, Chris Middleton, and Giannis, all three of those guys healthy, can present some real matchup problems for some other teams in the NBA. That's for sure. And we're going to be back with one final segment on our NBA Quick Rants podcast. We'll be right back. And we are back, Sports World, the final segment of our NBA Quick Rants podcast and keeping online with injuries, trades, and the upcoming All-Star game. Mr. Allendale talking about Kevin Love, who should be his All-Star replacement in the upcoming 2018 NBA All-Star game. Well, first of all, I got to update my Red Cross membership and I got to get a truck because we're going to need a Red Cross at the All-Star game. We got three key players 
out. DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, and Kevin Love, and there's a couple other guys that are limping around. So, uh, and, and all three of those guys that are officially out for the game are on LeBron James' team. Yeah. So LeBron's team being cursed in this All-Star game or what? Talking about the potential replacements, you had a few guys who you feel like were snubbed. I mean, how about Goran Dragic for the Miami yeah, Heat? Point like guard Ron. there. And we, we, just, we just talked about two of the guys with the Clippers, Blake Griffin and Lou Williams, two potential All-Star replacements for the now injured Kevin Love, and then a few other guys on the list. I mean, Ben Simmons has been in the All-Star conversation, got a lot of fan votes. Kemba Walker is still up there. He's, he's been floating around in trade rumors, too. Out of all those guys, I mean, give it to the team. Give it to the guy who's on the team that's winning freaking basketball games. Miami Heat are 29-21, and 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. They're number four seed in the East. They're a half game behind Cleveland. They're, they're soon going to be the number three seed in the East. I think Drogic absolutely deserves that nod over all those guys we just mentioned. What's Say you. Yeah, he's definitely good hot shooter, good ball handler. But you know, Lou Williams is kind of a unique pick. Uh, a guy coming off the bench, instant scoring. It'd be almost nice. I don't know if Lou Williams will ever be this close to being an All Star. So I'm kind of leaning towards giving it to him, just on based on that. But it'd be between him and Dragic, definitely not Kemba Walker, Blake uh, Griffin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's He's averaging 22-plus points a game, having a, a career high in assists like we were talking about before. So, I mean, Lou Williams, he's shooting the heck out of the ball. This almost 40% on threes, almost 90% yeah, on free throws. He, and, um, again, he's, he's a bench guy, and he's never been this close to being an all-star, so he, he's a good sentimental choice. And we don't, you know, look, other people, the way players are going down now, other people might get hurt, you know, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, he's also shooting over 45% from the field overall. I mean, Lou Williams, a guy who's, I mean, going, coming out of high school, uh, I believe he went straight from high school to the pros. I might have to double check that one right there, but he was once considered a guy who people were comparing to Allen Iverson with the way he could handle the ball, score in bunches, and, and it's amazing how this far into his career he's showing that now. And uh, another guy that's having uh, a comeback season, to say the least, Tyreek Evans for the Memphis Grizzlies, averaging career highs in points, rebounds, and assists. He's on the trading block right now. The Grizzlies have shut him down officially, uh, not to mention also with the Chicago Bulls shutting down Nikola Mirotic. So those are two more really key guys that could fill some key uh, uh, roster spots for playoff teams coming up th this season. Do you expect any big names to be moved between now and the All-Star game? In the, in the, in the well, NBA I trades? Think, I think the Knicks are definitely going to make a trade. They're going to try to make And they have a lot of, uh, I don't know, loose parts, so to speak. Guys like Courtney Lee that are they're okay. He can come to your team. He can shoot the three. He's averaging a career-high 13. Uh, maybe Kyle O'Quinn come off the bench. Hey, take Jared Jack, please. I'll drive him to your stadium. If you want to, so. <laughs> well, what, well, how about this? Keeping on the Knicks, what do you think about Porzingis' comments to the media about basically expressing publicly that he wants the Knicks to make some moves without specifically naming any guys? Well, he, he wants to make the playoffs. He said that. He said he thought it would be a good experience. Uh, I, I don't know. I, they're, they're so confused. On one hand, they're supposed to be developing. On the other hand, they say, well, we want to make the playoffs. And Jared Jack is getting 25 28 minutes a game, which makes no sense. Well, they're three games out of the eighth seed right now, behind the 76ers. The, the Pistons, the only team between the Sixers and the Knicks right now. So, yeah. I mean, well, what, what's what's going to change from now to the next couple weeks leading up to the All-Star game for the Knicks, do you think? Do you yeah, think they realistically have a chance to bring in anyone halfway decent here? I, they need a, a, a three, a guy that can shoot the three from the wing uh, or a guard. Uh, a point guard would be nice because I don't know if they really have one, but if they want to Develop Nelikina, he needs to get more minutes. Uh, Jared Jack, it's a waste playing him. I don't understand it. 
It's kind of a ways playing Courtney Lee. He's not going to be there when, when things turn, if they ever turn. So what, uh, Lou Williams, Tyreek oh, Evans, well, either well, of these guys excite you as a Knicks fan? Porzingis be happy with Lou Williams. He may never get the ball if Lou Williams. Does Lou Williams ever pass the ball? I don't think so. <laughs> so just another, I mean, that, uh, another version the there. That's with the Knicks. They have a good score in Porzingis, but he really doesn't get the ball that much. Uh, he, and he's dependent on them. He doesn't bring it up. They, they, they need to give Neil Akina more minutes. We talked about that a lot. Hornets sec. I mean, it's only a matter of time before they this guy gets They need a playmaking guard and a new coach. You heard it here first, pros, from the godfather himself. We appreciate your ear, and we'll see you next time.